This is The Grazing Podcast, where we seek to help believers meditate on the words of Scripture and hide it in their heart so they can apply its eternal truth to everyday life. I'm your host, Will Burrows. Welcome. Today's episode is day two of an eight-day mini-series on Holy Week. Today is Holy Monday, March 29, and today's devotional title is Made Alive with Christ. Let's read Ephesians 2, verses 1-10. through 10. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus." For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's hard to meditate on the events of Holy Week without considering exactly what Christ accomplished for us, namely our salvation. In its broadest sense, a biblical understanding of salvation includes regeneration, justification, sanctification, and glorification. You can probably see some of that golden chain of the finished work of Christ I mentioned yesterday from Romans chapter 8. Today, let's consider regeneration, or what it means to be made alive with Christ. Good Friday is only a few days away. As we follow the narrative of Holy Week in the scriptures, Jesus is preparing to lay down his life for his sheep. But he doesn't give himself to simply be a symbol of God's love. He is actually accomplishing the will of the Father in what the great reformer Martin Luther called the wonderful exchange. Our sin is laid on Christ, the perfect Lamb of God, and his righteousness is applied to us. The godly dies in the place of the ungodly, the righteous in the place of the sinner. And in laying down his life, Jesus secured eternal life for all who would believe in him. Jesus does not act alone in this great act. He is executing the plan of redemption set forth by the triune God before the world began. Paul wrote in his letter to Titus that when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That's Titus chapter 3 verses 4 through 7. Being made alive together with Christ, being born again, begins a new life with Christ. Paul is intentional with his word choice in Ephesians 2 and Titus 3. We are not merely sick people whom Christ can make better. We're not even bad people whom Christ can make good. No, we are dead. And in Christ, God makes us alive. We are regenerated only according to his mercy. Only the power of God could do such a thing. 
The power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that says to us, live. And when God makes us alive, he does not simply make us alive to wander in the wilderness of the world. He makes us alive in Christ. That is, we are moved from death into a new life, complete with a new purpose, new desires, and a new heart. Apart from regeneration, we could never stand before God, and we could never hope to be made alive outside of Christ. If you are in Christ, meditate on what it means for you to be made alive in Christ today. Consider Jesus, who became sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I'll leave you today with some lyrics from the song, His Life for Mine, written by Rebecca J. Peck. His life for mine. His life for mine. How could it ever be that he would die, God's son would die, to save a wretch like me? What love divine he gave his life for mine. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Grazing Podcast. For more information, go to williamburrows2.com slash podcast.